Hi there, and thank you for joining us. Thank you um, for joining us on this workshop that's going to be all about how to build your own digital strategy. Um, today, this particular podcast is meant to be shared alongside uh, a workshop that I deliver. So I fully sort of understand that I sort of expect you guys to be people who have come from Unlimited from the digital strategy workshop that I deliver. And this is going to be a, a very chunked down, super fast overview version of it. Uh, I hope it kind of um, works as a reminder and a touch point for those that prefer listening to podcasts. Um, so without further ado, let's jump straight into this. Right then, folks, thank you for joining us. This is supposed to be a podcast, again, about the digital strategy uh, framework that I provide in my workshop. So this is a sort of a reminder and a recap for those of you that have already been to uh, that particular workshop. Um, a lot of what I'm going to say will hit the correct notes uh, and they will just say literally what um, I've repeated before, so they will work as a reminder, and it might be handy for you to, uh, unless if you're driving, to take note of certain things that I say. Uh, so I will be jumping from key point to key point uh, without really stopping because I've obviously done that already in my workshop. So first of all, um, the aim of the workshop is to really provide a universal blueprint, um, but within that, it's really important to understand that strategies are flexible moving parts. So it's best if we sort of understand that and modify the information that I give you so that you're able to adapt your own model. All I'm gonna be giving you is this hypothesis of this uh, flywheel cycle that will hopefully guide you around um, where you think you need to be. But all of what I give you can be modified to meet your needs. Um, so the one of the first things that I talk about that I'm not gonna talk about is basically um, in a nutshell, the whole idea of uh, digital strategy is new. Um, and that's as much as we're gonna go into today, this podcast, um, but I do go into quite a bit of detail uh, on that subject in the actual uh, workshop. Um, in terms of creating a digital strategy document, um, Essentially, it just could be anything between a few lines and a few hundred pages long. It does depend on um, what you want in there. Uh, just really quickly to get you through um, how you might beef that one up, how you might improve your document. Um, level one, basic level is policy style, text writing, just something that gives a description of values driving the digital strategy and that leading to an agenda. Um, your second stage of developing that a little bit more would be to consider doing some smart objectives around the digital strategy, but also if you use my, um, my actual flywheel to suggest how you might write that as a process, then it might help you deliver that in certain stages uh, and also linking to the parallel of what is your business plan which we also talk about in the workshop um, but essentially they're, they're similar if not the same document but they are also distinctly different documents so having a digital strategy document that um, aligns with and feeds things like training budgets and things into that would be really helpful um, beyond that 
the core of the structure I talk about um, is about communication and leadership. So mentioning that in um, um, a strategy document would be helpful. Now, having said that, that's if you wish to have a strategy sort of uh, a document or a policy. Obviously, if you're a, a company, a charity, uh, a proper not-for-profit and you have set process, processes, then you need to maybe consider having done that a little bit more than somebody who's a smaller um, type business on social enterprise. Digital vision. What is your vision? Um, so your vision is something that guides your company direction and it shares and communicates what digital experience looks like. So whatever you do, but what the digitized version looks like and what the user experience is and what the digital experience is and also how you might show that so it enables stakeholders into staying connected. Yes, all of this stuff does act as a call to action in a way. Um, in the workshop, I do go through a number of different topics like examples and values of, um, values of investing in digital and also waves, which are also called trends. These are things that you can catch over here on this podcast, uh, along future episodes that are coming your way, uh, or you can also um, catch up with the slides in the workshop. Now, most of this session now is gonna be spent me just whizzing around this particular document, um, this particular flywheel or cycle, if you will. Um, the first thing that I would say is it divides up into two sections. One is formation, the, the thinking, the analyzing, the rationalizing, and the other part is the implementation. I do go into the fact that that is a varied, balanced kind of uh, line, and there is a set way of doing it. Um, so some of the things that we need to start with, that I start with is goal setting, you can come in into this flywheel at any given point. And I have changed this workshop and I do now say that, whereas the first time around I didn't. Um, but I feel like businesses could actually enter at different points purely because I've seen that a lot more and I've rethought the shape of this model. Um, so the first thing about goal setting is all about goal setting, literally what it is. Um, and just understanding what your vision and values, your mission statement is, and how that then reiterates into digital uh, and what your different strands of digital might be. Essentially, what we're doing is trying to lead you towards understanding your persona, your demographics. Now, I say that with love and care because I do know that um, there is a trend in the digital marketing world uh, where we basically denounce and say death to personas and demographics. They are utilized in some ways, but they're also developed and we've come some way away from them. But as a good starting point, audiences uh, are really good to talk about. What we're gonna do is we're gonna jump straight then into the second part, which is all about audiences. Um, just to sort of recap again, what's in the workshop. There are three segments that create the sort of Venn diagram where the three layers sort of crossover um, in order to get an audience you need to figure out firstly um, what your vision is your unique selling point and what you're offering you need to find out what your audience needs and what that audience looks like in terms of what they need and if that marries up with that and then the third element is your placement of where you are where they are more a case of where they are to be honest and when we layer those three elements together 
um, we have the sweet spot in the middle where your vision meets the, the customer and the audience needs and where you are is where they are and you're all perfectly aligned together. Um, I do have an example I do give um, and it's essentially around a coffee shop um, because in that example, it allows me to physicalize where you are. Uh, so I think that's a really, really good uh, thing to consider when you're creating audience. And what you're sort of sensing here in this entire flywheel as we work through it is that th there are a number of different things within each one. So we can dive straight into the details of goal setting and audience, and we have done a little bit, but the job for us today for digital strategy is for it to jump back out and for us to have a bird's eye sort of look and to paint the picture overall. And I think that's the key to a successful strategy is having time where you're able to do those bits. And the next section we're going to be talking about is the third section about platforms. Um, so this is essentially where it's probably more helpful as uh, slides in a workshop where we have digital assets, which include all variation and manner of social media. Now within those, I do dissect apart the fact that we do have video based assets, whether that be uh, Skype, Teams, video, Zoom, Twitch, YouTube, there are different types of video. Other forms of assets might also include um, project management tools and content management tools. Um, they are really important for you to take a look at and to research. Some of the ones that I love are things like Asana, Hootsuite, Trello. But on my list, I've also included things like Hubsuite, Hootsuite and MailChimp because they're just also considered to be platforms um, that you might utilize. Uh, you might also see them as tools. I find that um, when I'm doing this, I've not found a way of describing this best, but platforms and tools are very similar and there is a difference between the two in that tools enable you to do stuff. But for the best part, we're just talking about these as if they're platforms because they are things that might help you. When we choose them and we pick them, um, we identify the platforms and we utilize them. When we utilize them, they are tools. And that's the best way I can sort of describe the distinction between the section we're talking about now, which is platforms and how we move across to tools. Um, there's also another further differentiation there about tools, um, which I'll mention when we get onto it. But for the time being, um, moving away from digital assets, some of the other things that we might want to consider in terms of platforms uh, is what platforms we're using to get to grips with the touch points, because we have to come back to the thing I'll mention at the end, which is user interface, user journey, user experience, how people are traveling around your website. That's really important. Your strategy must meet the needs of your audience, which we've already said, but it also needs to highlight who they are and why they're there and answer their inner desires, their needs. Um, if they've got questions, it needs to answer those and it needs to guide them to the next stage along that journey. Um, it might be that you consider sales and funnels, which is a section I do cover later on. So you'll hear me mention it further down the line. Um, there's a whole slide that I give up there about touch points. Basically, we need to be consider considering, uh, as mentioned, later on conversion rates and purchase points are one and the same thing, but pre-purchase, purchase and post-purchase points are touch points on your brand that you might want to consider. Um, but again, you're going to be doing that more in terms of uh, digital. So you might choose to look at how somebody comes in from email or 
um, an advert they then buy from you and how you then get them onto your newsletter campaign and this is really key because you're extending the the relationship and the journey of the user so as i've already mentioned that tools is different to platforms where tools really comes onto its own is that it's you pick what you use from the platforms and you use the selected elements and those are your tools tools are things that enables you and helps you to deliver um, but it also um, works hand, hand in hand with the implementer the person that's doing the work um, i do mention the this more in the workshop but the implement person uh, also needs to be the rational person as in somebody's part of the process of thinking and there is this cohesion then that's needed through the organization where there is a synonymous open language of how the values are transmitted internally because when the implementer implements them they will naturally be um, spreading the message of your vision and values and how you communicate internally but they will be doing that externally if you see any cracks in organizations you will see them on social media first externally and that is there because of um, negative sort of impacts of communication and leadership styles that are occurring internally that people can't necessarily see so it's important to have that communication open clear and transparent um now the next section that i move on to in the workshop um my apologies again but the it, it is better with the slides but essentially i talk about the tools and some of the tools that i don't mention actually before i forget are adobe tools so Photoshop software, if you need a computer, if you need a camera, if you need software on your computer, what software do you need? Video editing, podcast, audio, uh, I need you need a microphone, so you need hardware. These are tools. So alongside the digital platforms that you're using, they become tools because you chose to use them, but you actually have tools um, that are a little bit more physical that you want to use. And do you have them? How much do they cost? That needs to be considered in part of your strategy because that meets your business aims, but also your implement person, your person doing your digital marketing or whoever's doing your social media will need those things to be able to do what you're asking, do what they think needs to be done to meet your very first stage in the cycle, which is your goal setting. So we're kind of halfway around on stage four talking about tools currently and we can see that the formation and the implementation uh, definitely do cross over and work hand in hand and as an implementer what we're really looking for now so this is the fifth section then there's a sixth section and we go back to zero um, so the fifth section is talking about the implementer a little bit more and by that we're talking a little bit more about um, roles and responsibilities and this isn't to trip anyone up currently in post all it does is highlight um, job descriptions it highlights responsibilities and needs for the organization to get what it needs uh, done and delivered and it needs a certain amount of skill set so the individual or the person that it fits that job description essentially is the tool they are the asset um, that will be driving that business forward. And in the slide um, imagery that I'm gonna talk through now, essentially uh, the website is the centerpiece. It is the bit that everyone needs to love and care about. And it's not just the website and thinking of it in as a thing on its own, it's understanding the ramifications of how it expresses things outwards and how it brings things inwards to the website. So a couple of things are pay-per-click campaigns, if you're doing paid campaigns, 
or if you're not then you'll be doing seo which is search engine optimization and organic click rates looking at your organic growth and how that affects your organic um, and unique user identification through google analytics of people driving towards your website. We're also looking at, away from pay-per-click and SEO. We're also looking at social and how social also has an impact on your website of people viewing and analytics on various social platforms, but how they are now clicking onto and simple things like putting a link in your description that is the same as your meta description on your website, but on all of your social platforms makes the entire brand more synonymous. But these are things that are small details that will help you get a bit further. Having correct social means that your website needs to also have certain links and link building done accurately, but it also then means that the links given out on social are really good. And it also means that when you're building your email, your other segment that your email marketing can link to your website, but it also can share things socially and they're one in the one, uh, one in itself. There is a, a huge blurring of these boundaries uh, and there are intricacies in each that i do go through in the workshop as well um, but essentially what i'm saying is the lack of alignment does hinder the progress because i think what we're looking at is here that the alignment of these bits doesn't mean you have to do all of them but you do each one a bit at a time the best that you can and you piece it together and by propping these up together it's a little bit like building a house and you need to get the structure right because if one of your foundation or one of your structural poles it isn't sound then it'll start to crumble and it'll cause that section of that house to fall down um that was completely just made up by the way um but i think it was quite a good um metaphor or analogy really so yeah not bad thinking on the spot really and I think the last section that I go through on, or I know for a fact that the last section I go through is uh, around measuring the, the work that's been done. So the, the person doing the, this work would do that um, reviewing and they would then optimize and go through that cycle again. But that lives within a marketing, digital marketing realm. But in terms of the strategy, it's important to get those things out there. So measure, modify, okay, what's that person doing and understanding that they have chosen to make certain changes and these are the the reports and the direction in which the organization is going now that it has understood its audience and platforms and tools and it's got the keywords and it understands which channels it's using so now it's measuring and modifying those different elements and i think the greatest next step is sort of understanding okay how does that marry up with the goals do the two line up together when you're measuring and modifying you've got your data analytics you're looking at them do they meet um, the goals that you've got or do they misalign and can we realign them or are there some fundamental shifts that need to occur either in the digital marketing or in the organizational structure and i've been in uh, organizations and helped clients like social enterprises art sector organizations education um, not-for-profits and I've done it on both sides where the organization in some cases has need to shift and it has done and it's seen the benefits. I've also been there and seen myself shift and work hard at the digital marketing aspects and that met the needs the organization had and consequently um, did see better return and retention and various things, not just monetary value, but looking at recruitment as well, better people coming through the ranks um, because good quality candidates want to work there um, so they can have a, a big impact in many ways now there is a actual 
podcast that is coming out on the 13th of July and it's going to be about this next section so I'm not necessarily going to talk about it but it does go through on the slides and it talks about Maslow's theory uh, and essentially inverting that and if you invert it what you'll see is that um, it basically you'll see that it's an upside down version of Maslow's theory um, but if we're looking at sales funnels which is uh, one way of aggregating um, and understanding audiences and how they might get to a point where you convert them, then funnels are really helpful for that. But out there in the world, there's so many different types that people struggle to get their heads around it because they don't know what sections to have. So it's worth going through my slides um, if you've got them to see which ones are there and seeing if you can change them. Never feel like you have to use them. Always adopt them and change them for what you feel is suitable. Uh, and get advice and support around that if you struggle. But essentially what I go through is the fact that the Maslow's theory, if you make it upside down, it does actually help you understand um, that that is what um, these sales funnels are doing. And no one's really described it like that before. And I find it helpful to understand it because everyone knows Maslow's theory. Um, or at least I do anyway. And the some of the last things that I go through on my cycle is the fact that I think I've already mentioned this, but your leadership style um, or not your leadership style, but the organizational kind of leadership style and the semantic field of the communications that goes on internally and how it works, how empathetic you are, how supportive you are, that seeps out and does incredible amounts of positivity and confidence in what you're offering to your team and to your organization. And that really does emanate and just shows like it's one of those beautiful glows that you have and people can just see it. Uh, and that's really helpful to make sure that those things are working um, in line and that we are honest and frank um, and offering such a rich place to work. Some of the things that we need, do need to consider that um, I have already talked about actually are two elements I've stuck on the outside of that, which is how we make sure that staff have the skills and the knowledge to get the tools and to use them and to also understand what tools they need for the analytics and how the analytics is a part and process of the digital marketing or the implementer, whoever's doing the, the, the digital work and how they then feed that back, but also how that is fed back to stakeholders or how that's fed back to the the goal settings. Um, in essence, in my overall workshop, I do end on this note, and I have said this uh, numerous times already, but the idea of personas and demographics is useful and helpful, and I do often uh, utilize them um, as an idea, as a concept, but I then quickly shift to, um, is that what people are wanting, needing, looking for? Um, people are coming to your website for what exactly? And um, we need to try our best to answer their questions, uh, demystify what they are, uh, what they're doing, and try and get them closer to the experience of what we want them to feel and think and hope that aligns with what they're physiological needs are and which is a Maslow's TV. Uh, essentially what I'm saying in digital terms is user experience, user interface are really, really important. The take home from this would be for you to go back to your digital person, uh, talk about these subjects that I've just talked about and you will see that 
meets some of the things that I've talked about in other podcasts. Um, so all sorts of testing on your website, whether it's speed testing or whether it's looking at your content. These are all questions that will come out of questions that you ask about how you're doing the various elements of this flywheel. I think that this particular podcast is uh, a trial and I've tried my best to work through uh, the workshop that I deliver directly whilst talking about it. I do hope that it has helped. Uh, I do hope that it's helped whilst you're looking at the slides too. And if it has, then please do let Unlimited know. Uh, please do let myself know. And you can feel free to contact me, subscribe, like, follow. Um, I'm always found on Twitter at Tea and Toast. Uh, and I just want to say thank you once again for listening to this podcast, if you're still listening. Um, and until next time, thank you very much. Take care and I'll see you soon.